Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what we do every whatever day around here. <laughs> it's not it's not a monday or a tuesday or a wednesday it's not live we don't know when we did this but it could be monday night at six o'clock on july 22nd uh, well july just 22nd. in case merry christmas everybody and uh <laughs> I, thought it was august. I thought it was july it's august 22nd <laughs> but i just couldn't this wait coming out on halloween Bob. you guys are gonna love this i couldn't wait while it was happening Here's what having a podcast does for you. I don't know if this does for you, Chuck or Mike, but it does for me. While something crazy is happening in my life, in while it's happening, I'm thinking, <laughs> I can't wait to go tell this story on the podcast. <laughs> That's it's, an RV, it's an RV story, gentlemen. Uh, it's an RV story. Kicking so it off with an RV oh story. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I decided, I don't know about you, around your guys' house, but there's a lot of like upper middle class bored little fucking brats around here at oh, my yeah. house bored ah. bored seems mm. to be a word you ever heard this word bored uh, i've heard bored. of it yeah but yeah. you know <laughs> but now i sound like good. my dad you go ride a bike go fucking climb a tree go next door to the guest house and straighten it up go do Catch a, a bear. set Go to call Charles. Go over to Charles' house. Bear. Go fucking catch a bear. Go yes. do something. That's what I'd be right? doing. I'd be bear hunting. I'm bored. So anyways, <laughs> Saturday was boring day. I don't know why. Here's what Saturday was. Get up. What are we going to do? We don't know what we're going to do. It's the last day of summer. Also, we've had the last day of summer like nine days in a row around here. Like because school's starting. Oh, it's my yeah. last day. Elvis is very conscious of last days. This is my last you Saturday before. Like before. <laughs> it's like last kiss tours. Yeah, it's like you're on the death row. This is my last Saturday. <laughs> so, so, so Elvis is measuring his last days and whatever. <laughs> and so Saturday, we couldn't seem... It was one of those days you can't seem to get out of your own fucking way. So then... We, uh, I told Elvis if he cleaned the house, I would buy him a Lego set. So he did. He cleaned the whole living room, his room, Sid's room. It was amazing, right? It's amazing what an 11 year old boy can do who plays helpless all the time if you bribe them, if there's something on the line. Hey, carrots are effective. He, he cleaned yes. the house better than I can. And it only yeah. took him like an hour and a half, an hour. Like, I don't know. I wasn't keeping track. So he cleans the thing. We're going to get Legos. We go to Target. There's no Lego set he wants. He doesn't. He, you shouldn't, if you're into Legos for you at home, if you got kids or grandkids, like make sure they get into Harry Potter or Star Wars. Because unless you're into <laughs> Harry Potter or Star Wars, Legos is virtually useless, right? It, it's that's all there is at Target, Walmart, L Legos. It's just Star Wars or Harry Potter. I, and Harry Potter is so slipped off. Like nobody likes Harry Potter anymore. Yet half the store is filled with Harry Potter Legos. Wait, I gotta ask: Is this inspired because of like the Legoland in downtown Disney? I know you were in Disney for a while. 
No, no. It's just Elvis is a Lego fanatic. He really is good at it. I mean, he can out Lego anybody. So he says, <laughs> no, the good Legos. Out yeah, well, it Lego. has something to do with Disney. The good Legos are at Lego stores, Dad. And now this is after an hour uh, driving to Target, in Target, whining, complaining, all this stuff that goes on around here on a, on a daily basis. Most, And it was going so good for like a month and a half. It's that school starting. Like, like it is truthfully like traumatizing to children. Our society is so wants to, you know, take care of the children and make them all princess in the pea. You should think about canceling school altogether because it's traumatizing for children. The closing in on the last day. I don't know that we should have school because it makes them so anxious and depressed. Did you make them the last supper? Anything you want this Sunday because it's your last dinner before school starts. So, so we go to the Lego store. I, I, I said, I'm not going to fucking Disneyland to downtown Disney because that's really right. only like 25 minutes from our house if there's no traffic. So I said, there's got to be a Lego store around here. I Google Lego store near me, which is, you know, always dangerous because they're going to sell you something. And it said 12.7 miles. And I was like, I can do 12.7 miles, mm. right? I can do it. It's at the Ontario Mills Mall. Now, I don't know if you guys have been there. It's like its own city. It's like a fucking city. It's not like when I went to a mall when I was a kid, you had like two, the main entrance and two other entrances. You had a fucking... You had, you had a, a Sears? Sears on one <laughs> you end, had a movie theater. And a movie theater on the other. <laughs> and like some, you should see these places. It's insane how big they are. And we're driving around, driving around on the outside loop. There's many loops to the Ontario Mills uh, inner complex, but they all have the names of the stores on these signs, right? And I was just stopping, look at it because I'm old. I got to see there's no Lego thing on there. We drive around like two times. It literally 20, 25 minutes of trying to find where to park at the mall near the Lego store. And it doesn't say Lego store anywhere. And I'm looking at my phone and it's saying Lego store. We are here. And I was just like, and then Elvis chimes in from the back. It probably isn't a big enough store to be on the sign, which is very smart. <laughs> very smart. His dad didn't think of that in 20 minutes of driving in circles. So they don't have the Lego thing on the thing. Okay. So then I see a security guard drive up to him. Excuse me. Is, do you know where the what entrance you would go into the Lego store? And he pointed way down before you loop. So we go around. We went to the Lego store. So it's like LAX. And, yeah, it's like fucking crazy. <laughs> and we get in the Lego. At, like, I don't know about there's a recession going on. Not at the Ontario Mills Mall. There isn't. There was mm -hmm. like everyone on earth on a Saturday out shopping. Right. There was a human claw machine. I think I sent you guys the video. Yeah. Right? Sid, <laughs> yeah. and Sid in a human claw machine. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> they, they put you in a harness and they put you out over stuffed animals and all that you can grab, you can keep. It's insane. Right. <laughs> How much does that cost? So, so I was in the white trash IE groove there. Oh, I looked down at my phone because I realized now Chrissy thinks we went to Target down the street and we've been gone an hour and a half. And she gets a little anxious, nervous, whatever. So I look at my phone. She's texted, where are you guys? Then a ping, what pops up? My good buddy and pal offering me Dodger tickets right behind home plate in an hour and 20 minutes. 
I immediately respond not to my concerned wife of where her children are, to my <laughs> friend to get those tickets. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you so much. Right? I go, come on, we got to get the fuck out of here. We're going to the Dodger game. Elvis goes, I don't want to go to the Dodger game. I'm like, didn't ask you if you wanted to go. We're going to the Dodger game. It's your last, <laughs> it's your last weekend. <laughs> this is the last Dodger game. It's your game last weekend. School. Let's spend it doing something home. I want to do. I come home and Chrissy, we got Dodger tickets. We got the good Dodger tickets. And she's like, I yeah, right now? And she's not in the mood to go to Dodgers. And I look at Sid, I said, Sis, you and me, baby. And she goes, do I have to? I was like, Sid, you love baseball. And she goes, oh, right. I do love baseball. And she went and got dressed up in baseball. And we just left. I don't know what Elvis did. I don't know what Chrissy did. I was just to Dodgers. So he then it came Legos. home. Yeah, he had his Legos set, but he okay. was mostly concerned with, you know, the last weekend with his friends on the phone while they play uh, Roblox or something. So anyways, you know how they do it. They're all on a phone car, car talking and then they're playing a video game and they do that they're for all hours. best friends and they never we, met. Yeah, they never met. So we go to the Dodger game. I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, they, everybody should be here. I've been grumpy this weekend. I don't know. Felt bad. Come home. You know, it just was a discombobulated Saturday. You guys know that feeling. It was mm -hmm. just fucked up. So I said, hey, tomorrow we're going to do something really fun. There was a music festival at the Rose Bowl. I said, we're going to take the RV. We're going to get up in the morning. We're going to take the RV. We're going to go to the music festival. Everyone's like, yay, yay. I want to do that. That'll be fun. That's a good last day, right? So I get up in the morning, about 6.30 in the morning. I want to get to the car wash by 8 a.m. So I don't have to wait and you know take a million hours to get my car, the RV wash. I go there, get the RV. Oh, no. So I go to start it. Won't start. Of not course. even a sound you know what i mean there's a difference when you go vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah. you need to make that sound <laughs> so but i got a solution to that it's called triple a triple a guy comes out it's 7 40 in the morning he's right out here on a sunday nobody's calling triple a on sunday at 7 40 a.m except for bobby forrest with his rv he comes out he goes, oh, man, you're 2%. I go, yeah, there's something inside that, that is sucking the battery juice out. And he goes, you should get that fixed. And I was like, oh, eh, thanks. not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. I'll if just started, call you. If I started once a week, it, it's okay. But I haven't started it in Can I tell you the solution to that, Mom? What is it? You disconnect the battery. Post, you disconnect right, the right. negative terminal, and it it's called a parasitic battery battery drain. And it's like yeah, there's a parasitic battery drain for sure. Yeah, so <laughs> so so he jump starts it. I said, um, and there's no place open to get it charged. So he says, drive it for 15 minutes on the freeway, and and it should charge it up enough to keep you going, right? So I do that. I go right down the freeway. I drive down to the to the 57. I get off. I turn around. I come back. I drive, and I go to the car wash, and they pull up and they wash the car by the, the thing by hand. It's all sparkling new. If you guys could see it right now, it looks like a ten thousand five hundred dollar rv rather sell than ten thousand dollar quick sell yeah, it yeah. Like, get rid <laughs> so, of it yeah. so then i pull it right in front and everybody's getting out we all get out there everything's doing good you know we got snacks we got everything we got idris he's nap we're going to the concert turn the key nothing uh, mm. you want to know why, why? <laughs> the parasitic the parasitic thing uh it's it ruins your battery 
Oh, it won't hold a charge eventually. Yeah, that's why. So I say, I say, we will not be deterred for his family. I'll go inside and enjoy a little forty-five minutes. I'm going to go get the battery charged. I yank the battery out. I bring it down to the uh, auto zone. They charge them for free if they're good, and it it was still good. They charge them. I sat there, waited, and breathed down their neck. Right? Is it done Mm -hmm. yet? Is it done 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 yet? Like a kid? Are we there yet? So he says, yes, it is. And he gives it to me. And I said, thank you very much. And he had polished it and cleaned it all off. And it looked like a brand new battery. Bring it back. Put it in. Put the things on. Get in the car. Turn it over. Nothing. (laughs) I rushed the guy too much. (laughs) It kind of, on that one, it went, right? It didn't, but it didn't turn over. I said, fuck it. I will not be deterred. I'm in a positive mood. We had a horrible Saturday, Chuck. We're going to have a good Sunday. It, it, we, we got to. Mm-hmm. I get, <laughs> I get, I pull the Dodge up, going to jumpstart this motherfucker. By the time we drive to Pasadena, it'll be charged. Everything's going to be fine. I pull the Dodge up, get that hood up, got the RV hood up, ready to go. The battery chargers are in, the, uh, in Malibu. Hmm. Oh, the cables. The cables. I took them out there because we got troubles out there. We don't want to not have cables out there. <laughs> now I'm, I'm a little deterred. I'm a little like I started my my eyes started to twitch like this is not going how we had planned. But you have neighbors. No, 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 no. None what I like have <laughs> is a battery charger. So it had charged up enough, but I had to get an extension cord to go out all the way to the RV. Took me like 20 minutes to find enough extension cords. I disconnected the extension cords in the house <laughs> to oh. make it run out there. And I get this little old battery charger that I have and I put it on there and it was just enough to start it up and off we went to Rose Bowl and it was so great. Was that and the, wait? Was that the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Head the cloud the cloud, thing. Oh, we're gonna get into head in the clouds soon. Okay. This is we haven't hit the moment where I was gonna tell this story on the podcast yet. It gets oh, way better, shit. Chuck. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, so, it's good. <laughs> so, so I always try to get artists uh, parking passes because artists probably have the best parking. Makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. It's just the pecking order of life is the pecking order of parking. Hmm. So I have an artist parking pass. I pull into the artist parking lot. The guy says something and I just wave to him, you know, because I told you the RV is very loud. I literally didn't hear what he said. I have the thing on the windshield. We're a little late. We want to see the, the, the Korean and Japanese fans. Um, and uh, I just, he's waving and, but there's a lot of cars, but I'm thinking he's seeing Bob from the don't die podcast. I wave to him. <laughs> Yeah, I've got the pass. I've got the artist pass. The (laughs) holy grail of all concerts. Right. Better than wristbands to park close. And you don't even have to play. So I just pull in. I don't notice because the, you know, at at the car wash, the mirrors got pushed a little ways. I can't see behind me, really. But apparently the gentleman was saying, no, you can't park that in here. And he was running after me. (laughs) So I understand from their vantage point, I was being an asshole, but I really wasn't. Not yet. Not yet I wasn't. (laughs) So I park. 
I have a, I have a two-year-old baby, a six-year-old little girl, a wife, and me get out of the RV, and there's like a squad of parking attendant guys, like, like almost like with guns, like a showdown. <laughs> and apparently, they had felt I wasn't listening. And the uh, main guy comes to me, and I said, I said, what, 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 what's the problem? And he said, you can't park here. You almost ran my guy over. I was like, I was 20 feet away from him. I was just waving. He recognized me from the Don't Die podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I get that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like he tried to stop me. He didn't. He, it really, he had lied to his supervisor a little bit, but that's okay. So, so, but he really must have been pissed off that I didn't stop. I just waved. I just, you know, he was waving. And he I was waving. waving. <laughs> I waved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. So yeah. there's these guys outside. Now the old Bobby Forrest kind of reared his ugly head there. The old unevolved Bobby Forrest, Mike. You know this, you know this Bobby Forrest. I said, yeah. well, so what's the problem? <laughs> what's the problem? And they said, you can't park RVs in the artist parking. I said, okay, where do I park it? And they said, you have to go back to get services. I said, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was no. That's truthful. That uh, uh, God is my witness. That will never happen. I'm not going back to the ticketing booth. If you, I said, if you guys want to get a pass, I just want to get them inside the kids inside. If you want to get a pass, and I'll come back, and then you show me where this other parking spot is. But I'm not moving it. He goes, you can't park here, sir. I said, well, can't's an interesting word. That's an interesting word. <laughs> it is. It is parked here, and I'm not <laughs> moving it. So I don't know what, maybe we, we should rethink what you're saying here. You don't want me to park here, but I have. That seems to be a more clear, precise situation. And oh, then they I love that when you pick <laughs> apart their English. <laughs> then this other, the main honcho of the whole thing comes over me and says, sir, you don't seem to understand. I said, I know, I think that's reversed too. I think you don't understand who you're talking to. And not that I'm somebody, but that I'm not moving that fucking RV get it towed. Tell me that you're going to be able to get a tow truck to come out here on the golf course on soft grass on a hill and tow this away. So you're really in a weak position. You can beat me up or <laughs> arrest me or something, Jesus. but, but oh I'm not moving it. Well, I didn't want to start it another time, Chuck. It had two starts uh. in it to get it home. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Wait, I just want, I just hope Elvis wasn't watching. Oh, no, he wasn't. They, <laughs> they were moved, they, they, you know, but the, but the, well, the, you know, Chrissy knows just to walk away when I'm going through one of these things. <laughs> oh, so it's not old this, Bob, it's, it's current Bob. It just isn't as often it's a, Bob. It's a, it's not as often Bob. Yeah. So that's I what I didn't well, understand the revolt, the evolved <laughs> part. Well, the, I have an evolved part that operates 60% of the time. I have a 20% not bad part. And then this is the really bad 20% that's always existed since the beginning of time. And it's evolving and changing. Smart alecky, asshole-ish, but punk rockish. So yeah. I just walk away. And at that point, they really didn't know what to do. And they all got on their phones and radios, and, you know. And so I'm looking back and I walk in. And catch up with them. And as I'm walking in, one of the guys that's doing the show goes, what's what's going on? And I guess Chrissy told him Bob's out in the parking lot arguing with somebody. <laughs> and I said, they told me I can't park an artist parking with an RV. 
the fact is I've been battling with the battery all day and I don't know that it's going to start a couple more times. So it's sitting there. If I have to leave, I'll leave, but I, I'm, I'm not moving it somewhere else. He goes, oh, let's go out there and talk to him. I'll, I'll talk to him. So we go out there. See, now at this point, Chuck, if I hadn't acted so smart alecky at that point, it would have all been resolved. But now I've insulted people, you know, uh -huh. like, can't and won't and all the uh -huh. language linguistics, the linguistics that I love focusing on. You can't stand here. Well, I'm you've standing here. How can dug I not? A, Bob, you've dug a hole. <laughs> the, yeah. And I, I didn't really, I didn't really get into with Derek, my friend, like I kind of, I don't think they're going to be too warm to me going out there. <laughs> I never think that when I'm doing it, like this has to be resolved somehow, Bob, it's, this is not, if you want to resolve a problem, you don't just argue with people and then walk away thinking you're going to, everything's going to work out. So we mm -hmm. go out there. He makes no headway with the guy. The guy is pissed. He's, you know, he's going to get it towed and whatever. And he, I'll, he pointed at me. He goes, you move it now or it's getting towed. And I said, another part of the Bob. I mean, anytime I told something like that, I just uh. always have the wrong response. I said, well, I'm not moving it. <laughs> oh, my. I am like a fucking lost 12-year-old. I really oh am. Was your friend happy that he put you on the artist parking at that point? <laughs> yeah. But it gets better. So he, he goes, come on, because he's getting kind of like... You know, Jesus, you know, you know, like, what's the big problem here? So he goes, we go talk to the person in charge of the whole thing. She says, Bob can park there. I'm like, thank you. She doesn't know the arguments that have gone on with the linguistics, right? She it's doesn't know she, the, the, I, the shit I storm she, over there is I you. I think she listens <laughs> to this podcast. This is all Wiley's coworkers. I know that it's going to get back oh. to him. So anyway, so. So I'm like, you know, I kind of, and I, as I'm walking away from her, I go, you know, I, I don't want to say her name, but I, you know, I, I kind of act like an asshole at a certain point. She, she, and here's like with Mike just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> she's yeah. still with me. She's still was... with me for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I've argued with her this way. I think I am. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're just happy you're alive, Bob. But yeah, we know what an asshole you are. Yeah, okay. That, so, that's, so go that, get the guy that's in charge of the parking lot. And so we go talk to that guy. And he goes, he goes, I, yeah, I've been following it on the radio. Oh, no. I hope they went live with you. <laughs> I, think, I think all of Golden Boy should have said, Bob, you need to leave right now. Your family can stay, but you need to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're not even drunk. You're just, you're just, you're just, just Bob. It's some real weakness inside did, me. I'm did you tell you. him, hey, it started with Legos, man. And then it was <laughs> this. And then it was that. Weekend, and then it just went. <laughs> and, and then, then it's the last Sunday before school. Yeah, that so, getting your car jumped and your so battery going dead, that'll just drive you nuts. <laughs> this guy was so cool. He goes, he goes, are you, are you willing to move it? And I go, yeah, I, yeah. At this point, I am willing to. The move parking it. guy that was mad at you that you did the. No, the, no, no. His no. boss. Oh. So you, he literally asked you, are you willing to move it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Will you work with us? 
Will you do something to fucking help? At this point, That's I just want to go home, but I don't want to ruin the K-pop <laughs> thing for Sydney. Like, it's just so horrible. This is uh, worse than Saturday. Yeah. Right? So, so, and by this time, I've been in the parking lot for like 45 minutes. Chris is just like, I, I'm texting her. What are you guys doing? We're enjoying the concert. <laughs> <laughs> She's so used to so, you, man. So we go back out, and he says he backs his guys, and he says, "You move it." I said, "Of course, okay." I get in. I started up. The guy says he said it wouldn't start up. I said, "It's been sitting here for forty minutes. The starter gets cold." I watch like that matters. (laughs) The the blinker fluid runs low, and I don't have a a metric crescent wrench to get it. Yeah, you got to hit it. You got to hit it. (laughs) What do you want to get under there and hit it, or do you want to wait 20 minutes? Oh, Oh, my God. God. So then it did start up, but it wasn't a very strong startup, you guys. It was a boom, 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 boom. So it's not going to start again. That's my fear. So I pull it where I'm supposed to and everybody's happy and I feel like an asshole. I go in, Chrissy and Sid are having fun. I just run around eating ice out of all the buckets, which I thought Chrissy would be freaked out about that. Apparently, I just is such a hurricane that things that Sydney could not do, I just can do. Like eat shit off the ground, eat ice, just whatever well, right. keeps yeah. him from destroying things. Right after, after a couple, Bob, you're kind of like, ah, yeah, they can do that. The first, oh, one, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe very, that's it. Very yeah, cautious. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, don't eat that. What did you just put in your yeah. mouth? Spit it you out. Don't even Spin know it how out. to keep them alive. You know, <laughs> right. you bring them home. You're like, what? So I just is just walking all around, eating shit off the ground in the in the parking, <laughs> you know, on that thing, and like <laughs> bare, he's barefoot. He's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Rocking, so we man. had fun. We saw my favorite artist, this girl, BB. And then we saw the band before her. The band before her, you think, hey, you know, I've heard that we cuss too much. You uh, should have heard this Korean uh, rap band. Holy fuck. They said fuck like <laughs> seven times in one sentence. Yeah. Like everybody thinks K-pop is like one thing like BTS. No, it's it's so many, It's so cool. It's got rap. There's this band called Teriyaki Brothers from Japan. You ever heard of them? Nope. Have the, the teriyaki boys? They're called teriyaki boys. You got to look them up. They did a song with Daft Punk. It's so great, called Heartbreaker. Anyways, it was just a fun day. But in the back of my mind, gentlemen, I'm like the fucking RV is not going to start. Every time we were having a good time, I was ruined by the fact that the RV is not going to start. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin it for everyone else. I'm the only one that knows we're going to be in the parking lot stuck. And who's going to be there? The guy that I was uncool to. Uh, That's going to be the only car left. And he's going to yeah. take off his parking badge and kick your ass. <laughs> when no one else is around? Yeah. You're yep. like, hey, you know how you talk to me? I don't let people talk to me that way. Look, no walkie-talkie, no security badge, <laughs> just man-on-man, son. And it's not going to start. I'm going to try to get away from the parking lot. You want to yep. kill me? <laughs> oh, my God. So then we saw a bunch of stuff. Uh, and the food is crazy incredible. They have, like, you know they have Korean tacos. They got, oh, the Korea's, super good, super dude, good. Korea's got shit down. It's a hybrid taco, yes. A hybrid and let me tell you, I, I, you know, after a couple of days at Disneyland, 
it was a breath of fresh air to be around people that, uh, I don't know, that take care of themselves and take pride in themselves. I, I don't know. I don't want to be too, but I mean, I, it's just like I, everyone, I, I there, the lines, everyone yeah. there is tight. They're dressed to go out and have a nice day. And it's fucking, they got them. Girls got umbrellas and shit is, shit is tight. And Disneyland is just like, wow. <laughs> They're not going <laughs> to let you in there. They're going to go, wait, no, you're Bob. No, from but don't I die. know. Come on, Chuck. As wonderful and neutral about everything as you are. The difference between people at a K-pop festival and people at, at a fucking Disneyland, it's like you night are, and day. Are they on are the same so planet? Right. Yep. Are they on the <laughs> same planet? No, yeah. they're, diff they're different walks of life no matter where they're from. They're, it's, it's just a different walk of life. Totally. I hear you. And it's really an insult to call it K-pop because there's some K-pop, but then there's like really street level hip hop. There's stuff that sounds like public enemy but it's like these Korean guys <laughs> rapping and cussing and, and everybody loves it. This girl, BB, who I knew about a year ago, she made this great record uh, called This Is Life or something where she, the album cover looks like Bjork, like she's got punched in the face or something. And I just stumbled upon it because Amazon referred it to me, the, the old folks uh, version of Spotify. And so I was listening to like Su Susie Whitehouse or something and it recommended this thing and I liked the album cover and I listened to it and I liked it and then she was playing this thing. So, so she's playing and she's known. This is her known thing. This is something that's going to interest Mike. Mike might, might become a Korean music festival goer when I tell him this next thing. Mm -hmm. BB is it. known for going in the audience and making out with girls. So. You don't like that? <laughs> no. Why would I? I'm like too old for that. <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> well, the old Mike from 1989 would have been all over BB's uh, concert. If she was handing out heroin, I would have been totally excited. <laughs> yeah. You and, know what? And, uh, and there's no drugs really in this culture. The real maybe they're taking drugs that I don't know, but I didn't see anybody falling oh, it's kids on pop. the ground. It's kids music. No, there was 30-year-old people there. Come on. There was 30-year-olds. It was oh, oh, it was just so fun. Okay. You know, it was really you mean half your age? You just you just started you started you reminded me of something. I saw this guy, I had no idea who he was, but it was one of those comedians on Netflix where he did a thing about Disneyland people. Actually, it was Disney World people. And I was like, oh my God, I gotta remember his name to tell Bob, and I can't remember it. To save I my mean, life. I swear to God, we were at Disneyland, and for you that don't know, for Sydney's birthday on the 15th, and and such a juxtaposition. Like when you're like when you're at K-pop, or I hate calling it that, but let's just call it what it is. Head in the clouds, which is a music festival celebrating Asian food and music, right? So mm -hmm. so when you're there, like in your space is like you know, a 10 by 10 space, there's like 40 people, like there should be. At Disneyland, there's like six or eight, right? It's just like everybody's brushed up. You know, you can't get through. It's just amazing. Uh, this COVID, culture. monkey pox, all getting Monkey pox is nothing. This other thing from China is nothing. I spoke to Dr. Drew today. He's like, why do we know about this stuff? Like, oh, you know, basically... Fear. Yeah, Here's man's it, best friend. It, it's clickbait, is what it is. Yeah. Like so. So, anyways, uh, we have a good time. Sid gets a little tired. Everybody's kind of lally gagging. I know Chrissy wants to go home because I don't think she was looking forward to it to begin with. <laughs> so, right. like, so we 
head out and I'm just walking that walk. It's like the walk to the, uh, to the gas chamber. That's what it felt like. Like they don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> We're going out to the parking lot where five guys who hate me are. The sun's going down <laughs> and, and, car our car gonna, and our car isn't going to, and our car is not going to start. <laughs> and I'm going to have to, and I don't have jumper cables. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find somebody with jumper cables and get them to jumpstart the RV. That's really kind of, it's, it's seeable from a long distance. Right. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> dreading it. And I don't know whether to maybe apologize to the guys or I don't know. I, I don't, I'm really, I really don't know what the right thing to do is, which is rare for me. I always know the I'll thing to do. I don't the right thing to do with Bob would be get them a Uber, send them home and deal with it. <laughs> that's yeah, I would hope that, that that that's what you're going to tell us. You put them out of harm's way, and or did you pick up the baby and oh, say, "Don't laughing. hit me! I wear glasses <laughs> and I got a he's baby." So hard. <laughs> I, you know I used Idris as a shield against the parking guys. <laughs> they heal better than we do. <laughs> so <laughs> their no, bones so are we, still soft. So I get them up in there, and I don't want Sid to know. Sid hears and knows everything. Like you can't talk around her. She's like, that's why I get, I shut the door and I look over all the time. Cause she just takes in everything. And then she, yeah. how come you said bad, 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 when you were doing that thing with podcasts, she just listens to everything and wants yeah. to know why, why can't we go to Disney world today? Like, because <laughs> it's 3000 miles away. So what does that mean? I said, do you have to go on an airplane, fly five hours, get a thing, go to a hotel and you couldn't go to Disney world tomorrow. Then a beat goes by two minutes sitting there. Why can't we go to Disneyland tomorrow and, uh, you know, and start and fly today. Right? Yeah, She's just in that stage of like putting the whole world together. So yeah. I try not to talk around her and I get them in and then Chrissy's getting up because I got to help her up with the baby. And I go, you know, I'm not starting. She goes, you don't think that's dawned on me? Two hours ago, <laughs> you're the, like you're the only thinker in the family. You're the brains. <laughs> why not start? She kept saying all day, "Why don't you just park it back where it goes and we go in the in the in the SUV?" And I was like, "Cause we're going in the RV to the Head in the Clouds concert. How can you not understand that?" So like, right. I was really forcing what's it called a square peg through a round yep. hole. Is that the, uh, yep. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get behind the driver's seat, Sid sitting shotgun. They're in the back. Boom, 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 boom. Stumped up. I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. Nice. It was the greatest feeling of the on the last day before we all die and go back to school. It was the greatest thing that happened. It started. That means that your battery is fine, but if you do not disconnect the negative every time you set it, let it sit for a week, you're going to ruin your I battery. I don't want to share my ignorance with you, Mike, but there are two batteries. <laughs> do I take them both off? How could it be going dead if there's two, two, count them, That's, two batteries? It's probably the way they're one, of them's, one of them is for the inside and one of them is for starting the car. Because oh, wait, giant wait, 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 V8 engine. can't I, can't I then switch the batteries and it would start? Oh, you could probably. Well, yeah. Anyways, I paid $10,000 <laughs> for this RV, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, you've gotten $10,000 worth of use out of it. It's time. So, 
thousand dollars worth of stories. Be- because you could have gone, you could have gone in the SUV that starts every time, not had the parking hassle, but you were bound and determined to use that thing. Yeah. Like who knows? Who would have known that RVs can't park in the artist parking? Do do well, artists not have RVs? Uh, well, they're probably afraid of like you know fertilizer bombs and shit. I, I and would be. Get, this gets to all the rules of which you know. There's so many, many millions of them. You can't walk here. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't hold ice cream. You can't on the bus. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um. And, and, you know, after two days of Disneyland, know all the rules. And the rules of Motel 6, by the way, we stayed at the Motel 6 main gate. Apparently, And there's so many rules there about parking, because I went down first with the kids, and then Chrissy came down later in the evening to just go one day. Um, the, about two, having two cars at Motel 6. Oh, you have to pay extra for the other car. I said, yeah, I don't mind. Like, how much? And they said, $10. And I said, that's nothing. Can I pay now? And they're like, no, you have to register the car when she gets here. I said, but we're going to be at the park. And she's, they said, well, I don't know what to tell you. So then I said, <laughs> well, you got to go to the gate. There's Motel 6 rules about parking in the, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. There's fucking rules for everything. Yeah. So since yep, I yep. wasn't, the name on the room wasn't there, they wouldn't let her register the car. And she's got a two-year-old. She's got Idris with her, a year and five, seven months old. And they're like, oh, no, you can't. Get the, the Mr. Forrest needs to be here. She's, and even Chrissy got, I'm Mrs. Forrest. You can see on my driver's license. Mrs. Forrest must be, I don't know, somehow associated with Mr. <laughs> Forrest. <laughs> like, how I'm does, Mrs. How Bob, does, don't die. How does everybody deal with this? I mean, Chuck, I want to hear from you now. You come up against <laughs> this like he's no, a lot you come me. up against this all the time. How do you just be in a good mood when when the <laughs> rules are just there's rules on top of rules on top of rules that don't even make sense? And why does anybody care? These guys in the parking lot, really, why did they care? Why? You they, know, all that- the rule keepers keep the rules as if they're coming from Jesus Christ Himself. Oh, right. They are. Well, and some people take their jobs a little too seriously and they don't understand where they probably could have called somebody and said, Hey, this guy has an artist pass. It's not 30 feet long. It's a stand. It's more like a standard van and they could have done it, but that would have taken thought. So, you know, do you get mad? I'm not, I don't need an explanation. I want to know how you deal with it when it's coming right in your face. You can't stand there, sir. Your son can't stand there, sir. You know, when they call you, sir, I told the guy, don't call me, sir. It's so condescending. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, I, 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 and after it got all heated for a while, I said, I'd rather you call me asshole, which is what you think I am, than continue to call me, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Like, yeah. so, so I'm going to do it to you, Chuck. Uh, sir, your son can't come in here. He doesn't have the right pass. And he does have the right pass, Chuck. So how do you deal with that? Wow. You know, that oh, I've been around that situation. That depends on the person. You know, say, so what's it, what's it going to take to sort this out? What, what needs to happen in order for my son to get in here? Because he's got what we're supposed to have. So you, okay, so now I'm following. You follow Mike? Yeah. He gets no. in the RV and goes back to, uh, to guest services and waits in line for oh, 40 no. minutes in the oh, burning no, hot no. sun. 
Oh, no. you just said you do. You just no, said I, you do. I, I, no, I said, what's it going to take? What, what, what is, what is the big deal? Who do we need to talk to? Cause you had the artist pass. You did have the upper hand. You could say, you know what? Let's hold this right here. I'm going to go talk. Do what you got to do. I'm going to go talk to somebody. We're going to sort this out and go and get that person that you did. And boom, it's, 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 it's all done. You guys just can't engage with people. Thursday night, we were at a show and we had to move down because the people in front of me were being so annoying. Cocaine still works, by the way. These people were so loud. Cocaine makes a comeback. Uh I think it's, I think it's better for our society than meth, by the way. So if the kids have to take a (laughs) stimulant, I would prefer they take cocaine over meth. Okay. Continue. Continue. Um, It's just a, it's just a don't die suggestion. Go ahead. That, that, so I I was so annoyed that I kept, I kept getting my face as close to them as I could bump in their chairs because they were louder than X. And they were louder than the psychedelic first. How does that happen? Wow. Right. And Amy, I'm with Amy. I'm with my buddy, Sam and, and bug and Amy. She goes, Hey, there's a few open chairs. Why don't we just move? Oh, you can't do that. Oh, all I wanted to do was put my foot against the back of his head because he had these two, he had these two unfortunate looking women with him (laughs) and, and they're just so coked up and they can't stop. That was, that, that was actually like a horrible thing I say, Chuck, and you just glossed right over it. They were, horrible <laughs> they, were just, they were unfortunate women. The unfortunate but, looking. There was absolutely nothing. <laughs> there was nothing attractive about the three. I did not want anything to do with them other than I wanted them to shut the fuck up like right now. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I... Uh, what is with people going to concerts and they don't want to hear they don't the music? Even, uh, uh, that you know, like usually the music is louder than they're talking. That that's weird. It was loud, that, but they but were what loud. about sports events? I know you guys don't go that much, but there's people that sit next to me at Dodger games. They don't watch the game at all. They just talk, 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 talk. Uh, it's just nuts, and you can't move away because there's nowhere to move to. Like the Dodgers is a little more popular than. <laughs> well, they they play they played at the YouTube. It's a pretty big place for those two bands, you know. At, that's at the YouTube. Yeah, you drove all the way up to the forum to the SoFi to see X. Yeah, you are a dedicated fan, dude. Bug loves X, and um, and I uh, didn't want to see him outdoors again. We'd already been to a couple outdoors at the Pacific Amphitheater, and it's just too hot. I wanted to be in air conditioning. But don't they usually do uh, like a five-night stand at the observatory or at the, at the Roxy or something? That's where I like to see them. That's a, the last two times I've seen X, once was at the Roxy, once was at the observatory. You know, the, it's it's good to see them. In the, they, they do a whole lot better. I think they fill a, uh, they fill the, the sound fits a smaller place better. Yeah. But they, did, they did a really good job. Billy stood up a lot. And that's like, that's not all that common. It was just, it was really, it was really cool. And the difference between X and the psychedelic furs couldn't be any greater stylistically, but yeah. both, band, both bands sounded great. Psychedelic furs have hits, dude. They got hits. Dude, they got, they got, they got fucking songs hits, man. and style psychedelic for furs, days. Richard Butler know, is one of the coolest people ever. Are you kidding me? He used me? to be my landlord. Did you know that? I think you, you told me. He was me. our landlord. But that guy just, when he's on a stage, the way he moves and the way he goes. But I, I noticed like every song has rain because I saw him do the rain with his fingers. I never noticed it before. He goes, every <laughs> song has rain. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's on point. He's on point. He stays in shape. He's, he's he gets on point. it. He, and he his really voice sounds, is incredible. 
Well, so so you moved to the three seats. Nobody said, hey, you can't sit there because that's what always happens to me. Uh, and I, that's what I was afraid would happen, you know, but we, we did. And it was it was no no worries because it would have been the same thing if they would have said, I'm sorry, those aren't, aren't your assigned seats. We would have had probably a similar situation because I was pretty heated. It took me it took me <laughs> uh, probably 10 minutes to slow down. I just I just wanted to put my foot in the back of the guy's head. And that's not good. That's not even like me. I was thinking, man, what's going on? I haven't felt like this in a long time. But music is magic, man. And it calmed me down once you got Mike, away from there. This is, I believe, and I've known Mike a long time. I believe that Mike's frustration with the new rule world yeah. has made him shy away from going places. Has it not, Mike? You don't like rules more than I do. No, mo mostly it's because I work concerts so much. I don't really care to see them on my spare time. It's work. It reminds me. But of there's rules know. everywhere. There's rules. Like we were talking about Disneyland. There's rules. There's rules at the Ooh, right. Ontario Mills Mall. You but can't you know actually walk out a door. I was like, why is somebody? So you're paying somebody minimum wage nowadays, like $17 an hour. You're paying somebody $17 an hour to sit at a mall door and make sure that people don't go out a certain door. Yeah, but see, I don't question any of that crap. I just go, okay, and I keep fine. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, you know, I either find a way around it without getting. Okay, inside. let's flash back to 1987. Chuck, <laughs> can, can we for a second? Okay, uh, I'm there. Uh, we. We sometimes get paid in felony sponsor and checks or whatever, right? And if you're going to get uh, you know money to buy equipment for the making the album, you get a check. Mike gets a check to get some of his equipment fixed or whatever. He goes, I don't have a bank account. I said, Well, I you got to get a bank, bank account. I didn't have a get bank a bank account, account. I got sober. So this is that's how anti-social. He's like, I don't believe in banks. <laughs> like, what? what do you mean? You didn't think you didn't think they existed? I didn't, didn't know how they were. I didn't know, didn't know how they right. were. Yeah, banks aren't for me. <laughs> like Mike, you have a yeah. check that goes. I'm a mattress guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, put it in my pocket and it goes to the dealer or it goes to the rent or whatever. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I remember or somebody else usually pays the dawning on we have just we have just had a guitar player join our group that doesn't believe in banks. Like mm. I, I, you know, like it wasn't I don't know that how... I didn't believe in them. I just didn't know how they work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that took honest. balls. That's, <laughs> That's cool. But Sorry, you know, man. I, I, all you need to know is they take your money. <laughs> That's true. He actually didn't know how they work. He didn't know. Like you go in there, you have your ID, and you tell it to you, and you yeah. get your money. It just seemed like you were going to get arrested for something. <laughs> <laughs> Seem like a setup. It's like yeah. come pick up your it's cruise tickets. It's totally. a setup to get a bank account. You just want a new TV. Come down and get it. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody you know, so it. Somebody. Not It went on for like two days, and <laughs> at a certain point, you know, me and Pete were like, "Well, fuck it. We'll just we'll just have a cut, check recut to us if he doesn't want the money or whatever." And then I remember he comes the first day of the studio. He's got amps from every friend of his like piled in his Datsun Celica or whatever. Remember that car you had? <laughs> Toyota's uh, or Celica. Uh, Toyota uh, Celica. And he had 
He had like five amps that were broken inside the thing. And then his <laughs> guitar is sticking out the windows. <laughs> and he borrowed guitars from Robin. And like, oh, he has like eight guitars, like five amps, and none of them work. <laughs> and we're recording an album. <laughs> so did you like, play acoustic? Mike, that's why they give you the $1,500 check. That was a it nice car. That shit. car was a nice car. It was a Toyota Celica. It was new and it was Melissa's. <laughs> it, but was it was still like broken equipment, <laughs> correct? Full of yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mike gets it early because he's going to start working on this shit. Dude, we're fucking recording an album. This is well, when you work on your amp. Apparently it was. You had it wrong. Don't tell him what he can't do. And you he know, was. Funny, the funny thing is, is I didn't even know there was anything wrong until just now. <laughs> so, so, so the guy that just goes with the flow and just gets, there's a rule. I walk out the door. They tell me to. Didn't yeah. believe in banks 35 years ago. <laughs> uh, that's the one antisocial personality disorder. You know, uh, but <laughs> we're but on the, the scale of antisocial personality is don't believe in banks. Just, outlaw. It's just <laughs> outlaw mentality. <laughs> they were so dude, they were so confusing, man. I mean, you had to go in. <laughs> Yeah. No. Do you want a checking account? <laughs> yeah, right. God, fuck you and your questions. <laughs> you're the devil. Do you have two forms of ID? No, you <laughs> have one. Can I show you this one twice? I have tried that actually. Show him the one ID. And then when you get it back, you like put it in your pocket and you're digging around the other pocket and then you pull it oh, out again. <laughs> I've done that. That's oh, not. Man. I have done that and it yeah, works. Um, Trust me, people are so stupid it works. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you know oh, what though? Man. I gotta I gotta I gotta come clean, dude. When it was time for me to get a bank, for me to get a checking account, I asked the girl that worked at the bank to help me, and that was Amy. <laughs> she was working at the bank and I That's go, how you met? Well, she was working, yeah, she was working at the bank and I didn't have ID, so I had to go there from work to cash my checks and I didn't have ID. So See, she would so help it's me. Not so far fetched. So so I go. I go. I think I need to get a checking account. And she goes. It's easy. Oh my god! And you guys. She. So look at this. Is why I'm such a <laughs> different type of addict. I have had a bank account since I was seven years old. Like, how can you guys not have, have bank accounts? You're like two of my ex wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they had. They had checking accounts since they were like real young. Yeah, because <laughs> I got well. I I delivered. I delivered the Desert Sun newspaper based in Palm Springs, and they gave you a check. And my had my mom brought me down to Indio, and I opened a checking account. I mean, a bank a savings account, and I put the check in there. And I remember I'd get. I think it was seven dollars. I'm trying to think. It was it was like seven dollars every two weeks or something. So like fourteen dollars, and I was allowed to keep five for myself, and I had to invest nine. That's how. So that that's my new subject matter is how we're parenting. So there's this thing that I sent you, that guy, the princess and the pea guy, that about how we're bulldozing in front of our children, so they're yeah. so intolerant of suffering. Mm. that's one of the things like my it was just the rule like and my dad pounded in my head i'm talking about eight and nine years old he told me things that still sit to this day your rent should be one third of your income mm -hmm. you have to save a portion of what you make 
right? I kind of lost that one through the years. Yeah, but it no, was still that, that a part goes, of that one goes I still quick. feel guilty about it that I don't <laughs> say hardly anything. <laughs> you know, I had I had built up that we had two thousand dollars in a savings account, right? And we have we have little accounts for the kids' education, but I you know, we have that. But but I had built up our, our savings account. I was pretty proud of myself this before inflation, before COVID. And then we had two thousand dollars in there, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's just go on vacation." I think that's what we went to Paris with. Was that our savings? Yeah. So he's, I did do what my dad said, put a little away. You know, he didn't say for a rainy day, or he didn't say, "But don't go to Paris with it." <laughs> no, no, I, I, I totally feel you on that one. I'm right and there I'm too. To, I'm relating start- to both you guys tonight. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like fuck college. This whole idea that, you know, I got college funds for all the kids, right? Fuck that. Hey, if they're smart enough, they'll get a, they'll get a scholarship. Right. If they're not smart enough, they can get a job like the rest of us. But it's not enough money to pay their tuition. It's only going to be enough for their living expense. I'm not even shooting for paying for the whole thing. I'm like shooting for you got to figure out, we got (laughs) to figure out the education part, but we could probably pay for you to eat and be housed, right? Out of this money, whatever. Because like ten thousand dollars, even if you say ten thousand dollars for your kid to go to college, that's nothing. Oh, and by that's the time nothing. they get to college, it's going to be worth about five. You know, there so you're the, better off spending it and going to France. This American, <laughs> uh, yeah, you are, and have that mm-hmm. life a good memory, and then figure out college later. Anyways, this friend of mine, it's really, it's really crazy. His name, uh, John, I think his name is. Um, he, him and his wife adopted a child from Sudan, right? I think Sudan. And, and, you know, and they wrote an article in Vanity Fair because the woman's a journalist at CNN and the guy, John's a, a rehab guy. And they wrote this article about, you know, the wonder, you know, this, the wonder that this boy had arriving in New York City from an orphanage in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And the wife, the mom took him to Petco. And this is in probably, so he just went to college like five, six years ago. So this is like, this is like 20 years ago. So this is like 90, uh, uh, 2000, 2002, probably. Yeah. So, so the mom takes him to Petco. She's got to get dog food or whatever, right? And the kid is like five years old and he walks in and he's just, his eyes are so big. It's one of the first places he had been to in America. And he's just like, and she says, what, are you okay? You know, she's trying to, you know, nurture him and like make, reassure him and reduce the anxiety. She thinks it's the lights that are so bright and whatever. It was, he was astonished that this store was for, for animals food. Because there wasn't a store that nice where he came from for people. For people. Oh, no. Aww. Right? And and they did this great article in Vanity Fair. I'll find it and send it to you. But it's just so great about raising this the, this wonder child. This is like what he looked at everything in America like with wonder. The first time they took him to Disney World. Like just with like, oh, my God, right? So this kid grows up in New York City, regular New York City kid, goes to New York City public schools, and he becomes American, basically. Comes here at five. By the time he's 16, he's, you know, wanting his driver's license or whatever, and he's American kid. (laughs) He gets into Georgetown, and the the dad drives him down there uh, to get him settled into his dorm. 
and they're sitting there and they're looking at the dorm like, okay, this is not, this is going to work or whatever. And the dad says, come on, let's go to bed, bath and beyond and get you some shower curtain stuff like that. And, and the kid looked at him he's, he's, he looked at him and said, bed, bath and beyond. What are you talking <laughs> about? <Dad?"> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> bed, bath and beyond dad. What are you talking about? That only, I want you to know. That only takes 13 years to turn a wonderment <laughs> and gratitude and amazement of the abundance of American life to when I get in the shower curtain at fucking Bed Bath & Beyond. Are you kidding me? Right. Oh, right. it's a Bentley. It's not a Rolls. <laughs> right. so, and we all have that disease of America. It is a disease that there is never enough and it always has to be the best and we always have to be you know, presenting this in this, in the video I sent you, the curated life of the perfect girl, right? That's causing other girls to kill themselves. Yeah. Right. Oh Wait, you gotta, you gotta watch that video and we need to post it. Mike, when if we did can. You that send guy it? is uh, like about five days ago. Mike, did you get it? I did. It's a Bill Maher thing. Yeah. And it's as this writer that wrote with the coddling of the American child or something. And it's about just this sickening spoiled. And it explains every kind of problem we're having socially. It's all from bulldozing out ahead of your child, making sure there's no obstacle. They don't ever get frustrated. They don't ever have a challenge. They never have to compromise. They never have to deal with difficult situations, difficult feelings. We just plow it out of the way for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. so that's the new term is bulldozer parents. They just bulldoze any I thought kind that of... was the snowplow parent. That used to be oh, okay. snowplow, snowplow. Same, same, uh, same philosophy. It went from helicopter parents to snowplow parents. Yeah. Well, that's an Eastern term. It's a bulldozer parent. <laughs> well, because, it kind of fits better. And because they do fight other people over their children being so fragile, right? Mm -hmm. So you got you to gotta butt heads a little bit because you're... You know, I, my kids get knocked around by other kids and I'm just like, yeah, that's what kids do. Don't worry about it. Even strangers at the park. I'm like, that's, you know, that's what kid does. And Sid's crying. And I'm like, you're going to be okay. Like, right. I you, don't know, even, you know, you do, that's how, well, that's life. That's huge. Bug came home the, uh, like a week and a half ago from school and, and, and Amy goes, he had a rough day today. And I said, what happened? And it was a, a kid had made fun of his stutter, you know, because right. the way he talks. And it's just like, okay, how'd that make you feel? You know, and it was just like, you know, I want him to talk about the feelings, not hold it in, you know, and yeah, that's okay. But that's what happens when people make fun of us, especially when it's something we can't, You're you know, such we a can't good guy, Chuck. You guys are amazing parents. Yeah, you know what I tell my kid? Fuck them. Who cares what they think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, is you know, kind of the same thing? Tell me it's the same thing. It, it is. It's just is. said different. It's just said different <laughs> because, because it really, it really doesn't matter. Cause you know, that's the difference between like uh, pride and self-esteem, right? Pride is what we think other people think about us and self-esteem is inner, you know, and we do our best to put that into our kids so that they feel okay about themselves. And if someone doesn't like them, kind of fuck that yeah move on next yeah sid, so gets, sid gets picked on because she's a she just doesn't talk to other kids like so she gets picked on like how come you're not talking i saw one kid saying that to her this boy and she just doesn't talk she's kind of arrogant in that way everybody thinks it's an inadequacy i totally think i think she's arrogant like me she's like <laughs> i don't 
I'm an- <laughs> why don't you talk? I'm answering you right now, stupid. You know, that's, what, that's what she looks like when she's looking at them. She's not cowering in fear. She just stares at them. She sent like, you a verbal. You. She sent you a, a, a visual <laughs> message that if you can't pick up on social cues, maybe you're slow. Yeah. <laughs> like she don't. She don't. She don't play. She don't no. talk to boys. And and she also did ask me, how come boys hit? And I said, well, boys. And it's in this video too. It's one of the greatest, like the greatest, like 10 minutes about American parenting I've seen in a long time. Boys use physicality because they're really not as developed, you know, emotionally and, and intellectually. So they use physical, like if they're frustrated, they push you down. Girls insult you. And that's why there's such a higher instances of suicide in young girls. I mean, it's, it's a, it, you want to talk about, you know, monkey pox? Our 70% increase in children, female children, girls, girls killing themselves. Why are we not talking about that? Yeah, no. monkeypox. Are you serious? <laughs> Who cares? Right? You got a rash, you got a pimple on your back. I see, you know, like, oh no, it's like really extreme. Like, yeah, even the most extreme thing, put some ointment on, it's gonna go away. Yeah, like whatever. It's a virus. Oh, it's a virus. But uh, kids are kill our children are killing themselves. I'm not talking about 14 year olds anymore, Chuck. I'm talking about 11 year olds and eight year olds oh being hounded on this evil social media bullshit. And there's well, that- more and there's more <laughs> kids dying of drug overdoses than there in one year than Why there is- are in the entire Vietnam War casualties of American soldiers. In one year, yeah, fifty-five thousand young people, or something. That's that, yeah, that's all that died in Vietnam. Fifty-five thousand, and yeah. we we're at, we're at a, what are we at, Chuck? And that was a twenty thousand. That was a ten-year war. Yeah, it's it's uh it's ludicrous. But I but those are all I can I'm you know how crazy I am. Like those are grown adults for the most part. It's eighteen and above. It's the leading cause of death of white males between eighteen and twenty-four, uh, drug overdose. So, like, but you are 18. You do know that fentanyl's fucking dangerous. If you don't know that, maybe you're just a little not, Dude, not I, naive to live. I just but, had another guy, 28 years old. 12-year-olds killing themselves? Yeah, eight and crazy. 10 and 12-year-olds. That's crazy. They shouldn't even know about that stuff. They're all on the internet, and it's evil. It's fucking evil. <laughs> And I don't even believe in God, but I do believe in evil. <laughs> and evil is social <laughs> media. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you kind of got to have one to have the right, other. There's, you know, there's, there's no God, there's, but there is evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I think you're, you're, you're going to join the I'm, church before you I'm, go. <laughs> I'm telling you because the girls they they feel so much and they use viciousness and words and intellect to get even with their enemies. Mm-hmm. Right? Boys just push you down. And it's over with in fucking 10 minutes. And then they're crying because their mom's mad at them. But this insidious fucking social media with young girls, I watch it with Sydney and I've had, and that's why I've told her nobody who gives a fuck. She had some people say, you get to go everywhere. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a block thing. It's like mostly people in Iran, like relatives in Iran and some kids here in LA and some relatives. and, And, you know, it's like, She's got like 41 followers and somebody said sarcastically, geez, Sydney, you get to go everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, suggesting she's spoiled or something. And it really 
you know, she didn't understand it at first. And then Elvis kind of filled her in. They're saying you're spoiled. I saw him say that. Uh, They're saying mm. you're spoiled. And she came to me and said, what is spoiled? And I said, well, we're all spoiled. All Americans are spoiled. So if somebody's calling you spoiled, they're spoiled too. I can guarantee it. It's the only society where the poorest of the poor die of obesity. Yeah. We are all <laughs> fortunate. We are all fortunate to live here. Right? And, okay. and why we all hate everything and hate each other, I don't get it. I'm still puzzled by it. But I know social media has a lot to do with it. Like, I will <laughs> never return to social media. That's one thing Flea's wrong about. Remember when I said I was leaving social media? That was almost two years ago. Have not gone back on. Oh, Flea, no. says, yeah. Flea said he'll be back. Yep. No, I won't. It's but a he, worthless fucking thing a, in our society. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that don't really go in for social media, Bob. There's a lot of my friends that don't have social that don't have any social media pages. You know, I'm just days. saying our children. I don't okay. care what adults do. Care, yeah. Adults can shove fentanyl up their ass and die. I don't really care. <laughs> oh yeah, like, wow, I, I, I think that's a good way to do it. <laughs> I heard that. I heard no, really I out. mean, there is like, I care about drug addicts because I care, and most of them are old friends of mine, and I, you know, I do care about them, but they are fully grown. They are toilet trained. You're talking about fucking 14 year olds killing themselves or killing their classmates. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked up. That's, yeah. And nobody seems shocked by it anymore. All right. We are, listen. We are five weeks away from Ohana Fest, okay? Yeah, and Stevie did Nicks is see, still playing, right? Did, yes, she is on the on I September can't 30th. wait to five see her. Stand back, five stand back weeks. in the middle of my room. So, I Bob, did you see the know. pictures that I sent you on the texting? That is the 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 uh, support act for Stevie Nicks is a uh, crankbin, and it's a uh, it's a trio from I don't know where they're from, but. Pretty awesome. Dude, they better do player. stand back full on with the big drums and the 90s sound. <laughs> Dude, stand back. That was the Thelonious Monster theme song whenever we were going into New York City. What are the revivalists? We the or in the monster van, we would blast that stand back in the middle of my room. Hey, and Chuck, I would get down in the wheel well and open up the door. And as soon as we stopped, everybody out and go buy heroin. Everybody yeah. out. <laughs> Bob, have you, I mean, uh, Chuck, have you heard of the Revivalist? What is that? Do you know? Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they like the, in the Lumineers vein? I think so. Yeah. I think I, 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 I would have to, I would have to look them up to be certain. And get went saw Father John what Misty is, the other night. He was great. Oh, he, would, be a, he would have been great on this bill, right? Yeah. He would be great. He would have been great on this, man. The gang of use. I don't know. There's, um, you know, and then of course there's Jack White, October 1st, Billy Strings. Do you guys know about him? Yeah, I know yeah. Billy Strings. Yep. So, Jack no, but so it's, great. so, so listen, Mike, you listen to a lot of things that are cool. Stevie Nicks is playing people. If you live <laughs> anywhere near Dana Point, and go buy a ticket and day, go see Stevie Nicks. They are single day tickets still available for only like 150 bucks. Stevie That's, Nicks. It'd be nice at twice the price. There's not weekend. Get passes. on down. There's no more weekend passes. There's but no I mean, more weekend passes. Well, there's a waiting list, but you know that doesn't mean you can't get them. That it's just waiting. Huh. I wonder what that's about. 
And that's on the non-Stevie Nicks day, I'll bet there's no, tickets. The, There's the, no tickets the whole for the Stevie now. Nicks day. Oh, what day the does Stevie Nicks play? I know who they are. Bug digs them. Bug likes them, right? What, like, day does, <laughs> what day does Stevie Nicks play? Plays Friday on September thirtieth, the Friday, yes. Friday. And then um Eddie Vedder uh, and Jack White the next night. And then what's Sunday? Pearl Jam? Is Pink. Oh my God. Is she gonna have her daughter come out? You seen the song the song know. that the daughter did? It's so good. But I like her. Oh, Pink's mm. great. Yeah. She's a little bit acrobatic, I think, but at least oh, she doesn't dance with dancers. She did the work no, one I've tour. Seen, I've seen all these new up-and-coming pinks. They all want to be pinks. They all have dancers. They remind me of Cher. Like Cher. Uh, like, uh, costume changes and dancers. Like Pink just gets up there and hangs off a wall like Spider-Man. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking... That's badass. Yeah, I like it. That's so, going to be great. That's going to be really great. And then who's well, what day are Kennedy? we doing our podcast? Oh, I'm not sure yet. They haven't sent me the uh, thing, but if we Smith promise says, not to cuss and we do it right and are more entertaining. I was thrown last year. I wasn't ready for that. And so now we have a clear and precise thing. We are going down there to do the Don't Die podcast. No plan, no talking, just podcast. Yeah, podcasting, man. Uh, right. Hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. HCPC. And we'll probably have a surprise guest. Yes. Yeah, we'll have a guest. You know what? Here's a trivia question for you. What musicians, plural with an S, have been in both the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam? There are two. Can you name them, Mike Mark? Irons. Yeah, Irons and Klinghoffer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought Mike did. Why did you say that, know. Chuck? Mike would have gone. His brain would have exploded trying to figure out uh, the answer. I, 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 I couldn't I, do I that to him. Had, I couldn't watch him suffer. I almost had that. I was this close. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it by that much. Yeah. No, but it's even it's even crazier. I don't know if you know the Jack Iron story. He's the one that connected Stone and Mike and Jeff to Eddie. Yeah, he's the conduit. With no Jack Irons, there's no Eddie in Pearl Jam. What happens to Eddie? He just stays in that Chula Vista and delivers pizza. Like, really, <laughs> literally. He probably got really good at delivering pizzas and uh, surfing. He probably would yeah. have done the same thing just in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> he, seems, he seems to enjoy the water quite a bit. And yeah. <laughs> making but music. I mean, think about that. I mean, how many people are, are that? Like, the, And then he's paid in kind being the drummer of the band for like six years. That's pretty cool. Jack yeah. Irons, Jack Irons, one of the greatest stories about him. So he, he had a really, he was the most profoundly affected by Hillel's death. Like, um, Hillel was really the first person we knew that died. Yeah. I didn't know any, I was, Chuck, are you ready for this? I okay. was 27 when Hillel died. I didn't know anybody that had died. Yeah, it was shocking. Mm. It was shocking. And Jack really had a hard time with it. And and um and 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 Joe Strummer said, you know, we gotta help the Iron Man. Gotta help him out, man. And so he got Jack to come out of retirement and be in the Joe Strummer band. And that's how Eddie met Jack Irons at a Joe Strummer gig. No way. Swear to God, 1989. That's pretty cool. Right? Wow. And you know, and here's the thing. 
I'm the biggest Jeff Stormer fan. It was just his 70th birthday yesterday. Um, I got a little teary-eyed. But um, also, by the way, as you get older, the, the people you idolize get younger. So when I'm yeah. a kid, like Joe Strummer is like the biggest rock star in the world. He's my idol. I can't believe I ended up being friends with him. It's just amazing relationship with the greatest man, one of the greatest men I ever knew. And when it was his 70th birthday yesterday, I went, look, I, he's only eight years and four months older than me. How is that possible? Yeah. Like, what, think about that. Didn't he die in 2002? 2004, I think. Uh, 2004. So maybe 2002. But, but anyways, he would have only been 70. I'm going to be 62 in February. Like, that's crazy. Right. I, and I think he was 50 when he went. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I was that with him like crazy. I was with him like that summer. Bicycle Thief opened for him a lot, and uh, and man, he played this show at the at the Hoot Nanny where he did Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. It was mind blowing. It was mind blowing how he could interpret a song, not just write a song. Guy wrote London Calling. Don't know if you're familiar with that one. Hammer mm. Whiteman and Hammersmith Odin. Uh, uh bank robber like lost in the supermarket he wrote some songs he's known as a songwriter but his ability to reinterpret redemption song or or walk on the wild side or or jungle partner he was the best at that i ever have seen the best interpreter of song and he was only eight years older than me that's crazy no, dude, he did that with um, "Police on My Back." Was "Police a, on My Back" was a cover? I fought the made? law. I fought the yeah. law. Yeah, right. Just all that, and uh, oh, they did "Shake Your Hips." Like though it's a Slim Harpo song, they did a version, the Rolling Stones' "Exile Main Street" version of of "Shake Your Hips" by Slim Harpo. The uh, the one on oneers did it. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And just redemption song is probably his greatest achievement because how do you make us take a song that everyone's heard a billion times and reinvent it that it makes you cry? That's amazing because his voice is so raw and in the microphone. And so the Chili Peppers on the By the Way tour, no, By the Way, Cassadium Arcadium tour, when you knew that they were done, redemption song by Joe Strummer came on. If I can tell you anything tonight, go to your phone, go to your device of choice <laughs> and play Redemption Song by Joe Strummer in honor of his birthday yesterday. So that's what I'll do. All right. Sweet. Good night. I'm Good sorry night, about gentlemen. the parking thing. Now I think I'm going to get in trouble with Golden Voice. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Don't die, everybody. Hey, Wiley, I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.